Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. My name's Lorna and this is The Pooch. I hope you've had a good week. Um, I have had an emotional roller coaster of a week. Actually, my daughter turned two. She started childcare. I have ugly cried on multiple occasions in front of complete strangers. Um, it's fine. I'm sure it's something that everybody goes through, but it has been a bit of an emotional roller coaster of a week. So here we are. Uh, I guess that's just part and parcel of being a mum and going through this for the first time. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit full on, but you know, surviving, surviving. Um, so I thought I'd start this episode with another pet peeve. Uh, this one I think is done with such good intentions, but unfortunately I think it has the opposite effect. So the pet peeve that I want to talk about today is when people pretend that they can't see something that you're discussing, you know, to do with a change in your body. Um, so it might be, you know, you might be talking about how you've got stretch marks or a scar 
weight gain, cellulite, hair loss, whatever it is that's happened to you, you know, since having a baby. And people look at it and go, I, I honestly, I can't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's clearly in front of their eyes. It frustrates me because we kind of have to sit there and almost comfort the person who's witnessing it <laughs> instead of them talking to you about how it happens to everyone. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, so it kind of, to me, it makes you feel worse because it makes it feel like something that's a little bit unrelatable. It's worth hiding. So it's just like, oh my gosh, my stretch marks are that bad that people are pretending that they're not there at all. When in reality, we're not, you know, we can see, you can clearly see and feel my stretch marks, but instead of being like, you know what, it's fine. Like who doesn't get them? Or some people don't, but some people do or whatever it might be. It's just pretending that they're not there at all. So I feel like then that makes me have to kind of comfort the person and say, no, no, it's fine. You can be honest. I'm just trying to show you that I got stretch marks or whatever. I think it's just not making it a matter of fact, but making it this thing that we have to kind of, I don't know, hide and pretend. So that it bothers me. And I feel like if we can just stop doing that, that would be great. If I say I've put on some weight since having my baby and I've got a bit of weight to lose, don't pretend you can't see it. <laughs> you don't have to say, oh my gosh, yeah, you're huge. But it's more a matter of saying, you know, yeah, if that's how you feel, what do you want to do about it? Like, I just think that's just the the logical, decent thing to say. So there's my pet peeve. So today um, on this episode, I wanted to talk about, I guess, It's a way of being kind to yourself, but it's also a way of being kind to others, a bit of a pay it forward situation when it comes to being a new parent. Um, And I think this one has really come to me over time. uh, And I wish this would have happened in the earlier days of my pregnancy or, or not my pregnancy, in the earlier days of me having a baby. And that is stop pretending that it's okay. Stop pretending that things are easy, that you're not having struggles. I think it's important to really express yourself without, um, you know, you don't have to be completely suffering before you say something. I think it's important to just say, you know what? Yeah, I've really, I've really struggled with the lack of sleep or I'm kind of struggling with my image at the moment. I'm feeling, you know, I don't feel as attractive as I did before having a baby or I'm really struggling to, to feed my child and my kids being really picky and whatever it might be, whatever the struggles are that you're having, I think it's really important to stop pretending that they don't exist. Um, First thing, if you've had those struggles, chances are others have had them too. Um, What I realized having a baby was that when I would discuss one of my struggles, I tend to be an oversharer. I tend to be a bit of an open book. So I don't really tend to kind of pretend. Um, I might be a bit stoic sometimes, but I don't really tend to pretend like I haven't had an issue. But when I found, I found that when I would bring up certain things that the people around me, um, you know, I, I went to one mother's group and that was kind of the only one I ever went to. But, you know, anyone that I've spoken to along the way would, would be like, oh, wow, yeah, that was, that was happening for me as well. But at the time, I never heard about it. And so it kind of made it not quite taboo, but it kind of made it like a non-existent thing. So, you know, at the time I, I kind of never, I never knew that people were facing these struggles when they did. They all seemed to be kind of well put together and really coping. And it's not until I mentioned, you know, I'm really struggling because I just don't know, like I, I can't put my daughter down. I went through a very long period of time where I just couldn't put her down. I would have to do everything with her in my arms, which meant that every simple day-to-day tasks really took a long time and really kind of, I really struggled with them. So 
tang washing, I'd have to have her in the carrier. Um, you know, she'd have naps on me. It was a really tough time. And, and it was probably something that part, part of it was because I didn't know what I was doing. And another part was very much because I just, I couldn't handle leaving her to cry. And I really personally struggled with that. So, you know, I felt like I was the only one because I knew other people who had babies that were napping perfectly and that would be happy to, you know, play in the little bouncer chair or, you know, when they got older, play in, in, you know, on their own for a little bit while you went to do something else. And I really had a difficulty with that. So, but once I expressed those struggles, people would say, oh my gosh, I remember I had to do the same thing. So I feel like, you know, if you're having a struggle, chances are others have had it too. So voice it and then you can hear that you're not alone. But paying it forward if you're having a struggle, you know, chances are others will have those same struggles too. I have a now two-year-old and to kind of pretend that it's easy, and I know everyone, heard, you know, he's about t- terrible twos, but to actually talk about the difficulties that I'm having with a, with a two-year-old, whether it's my own personal issues or struggles with, with parenting or whatever it might be, to ignore those issues to, to younger parents, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of not preparing them. So let's break the cycle and stop acting like everything is fine, that we've got it all together. I think you can be doing a great job and be handling things calmly. I don't think everyone needs to be, you know, crying and and upset all the time. But we can also acknowledge that we're struggling and that we're finding things difficult and that we're, you know, on a journey to working out, you know, how things are going. But I feel like if we break the cycle in terms of pretending like everything's okay or, or or having this kind of image that we've got our shit together. And that's one thing that I, I really found difficult. And maybe that's why I only wanted to go to one one mother's group because I felt like I also ha- did a little bit of pretending when I went there. You know, I made sure that that was the first time I did my hair and the first time I, I think I put on a bit of makeup even. And it was just really the first time that I acted like I kind of had it together, whereas inside I was, you know, freaking out. I had no idea what I was doing. I was really nervous to meet other people. And then I get there and everyone has their shit together as well. And you're kind of like, well, I'm here just pretending. But who knows? They were all probably pretending too. So if we kind of break the cycle and, and have a bit of a just a reality check with ourselves and with the people around us, I feel like we're doing everyone a big favor. When you open up, it'll be amazing how many people relate. I think uh, even though you haven't heard it before, once you say, you know, oh, man, I had a really, I really had a hard week. Like for me, you know, I had a really difficult time dropping my daughter off to childcare for the first time this week. And now that I'm talking about it, so many people are sharing, you know, how difficult it was for them. And, and, you know, the fact that their child, you know, cried maybe for a week when they were being dropped off. And, and hearing those stories gives me a bit of confidence that things will work out okay. But before I heard those stories, I thought, my gosh, I, I don't think I can do this again. Like we failed, like childcare was just a fail for us and it's not going to go ahead. The more I kind of discuss it with people, the more that, you know, I realize, oh my gosh, okay, we're all kind of in this together. So it's okay. There are probably a few reasons we shy away from sharing stories of our own struggles. One of them, I think, is probably to protect ourselves, you know, to fake it until you make it kind of thing. I've got my shit together. I feel fine and and almost pretending to ourselves that, that we've got it sorted. Another one is probably because we don't want to feel like the only ones, you know, the moment you see everyone's got their shit together and, and you start to talk about the fact that you don't, you kind of feel a little bit isolated. So it's probably a, a matter of, you know, I guess fearing that you're the only one that going through that's going through those struggles. And 
one reason that I have historically not really spoken up, especially when it comes to people that I know are in a different stage to me, is not wanting to scare people off. You know, um, people who don't have kids or have kids that are younger than mine, people who are pregnant. I think it's something that I probably avoid sharing, you know, how difficult experiences are, you know, what it's like to actually, you know, you'll hear about labor, you know, when you go through your, your birthing classes, don't, they don't hide anything. They, they give you the whole picture, um, because they want you to be prepared. But the moment that labor process ends, it's kind of like you're on your own in, in struggle land and you kind of have to cope. And it's, it's a weird thing to me. It's like a weird switch that happens. I never thought about this ever and I never heard about it either was the fact that you go through labor and then you suddenly are responsible for this other person and there's no rest period in between you know I had four days of contractions followed by an emergency caesar and then suddenly I had a baby in my arms and it it was right then and there that I was like oh okay so I don't get to sleep off the four days of no sleep and the the operation and there was no there was no recovery period it was like suddenly you're responsible and I haven't really said that to people who are pregnant or haven't had kids too much because I've always thought you know I don't want to scare them off but at the same time I think you're actually doing a bit of damage and I I know that I need to work on that myself by hiding these things because just like in labor when we when we when we hear about it when we learn about you know the whole process of labor it's giving you all the information so that you're fully prepared but then you also realize how many humans on the planet have gone through this terrifying process and totally survived and not only that gone back for more which still blows my mind but you know I probably will one day too just like that parenting and and having a baby should be treated the same it shouldn't be this mystical thing that happens and you know, this person seems to have their shit together and somehow they haven't slept and they haven't eaten and they've got this beautiful creature that's growing and developing struggle-free. Instead, I think it's better to paint a real picture of what, what we're living because, you know, I think it's better to, to portray the image of struggle and survival at the same time. I don't think struggle doesn't equal survival. It's better to see somebody survive and cope through struggle, openly struggling and openly finding things difficult, but still surviving, than thinking that you're the only one that struggles and there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with how you're handling the situation. I'm no psychologist, but I'm sure that a lot of postpartum depression comes from this idea that I'm not doing things right. I'm not, I haven't worked it out. There's something wrong with the way that I'm feeling or the way that I'm coping in this situation, as opposed to it being a natural part of the whole process where we just share that, that it's hard. We share the struggles and we show that we can survive at the same time. I have gotten ready to go out and, you know, gotten almost, almost not there yet, but almost full glam. And nobody knows that I did that while breastfeeding so that I could actually put my makeup on. I had my child on me (laughs) breastfeeding so that I could apply, you know, a winged liner. And that was nothing that you see on the other side. When I went out, I never told people, oh, you know, yeah, you know, if anyone complimented my makeup, I wouldn't say, you know, the only way I was able to do this was by having my, you know, boobs out and making sure that my child was occupied. That, That never came out of my mouth. But in thinking back, that would make sense, right? What else would my child be doing? I never thought about this stuff. When I would catch up with friends who have kids or have had kids before me, I never contemplated 
the planning that goes into being able to be free to, to go and have dinner with a friend, you know, while your kid's being looked after by someone else. I, that wasn't even a factor for me. It was just, oh, cool, you know, you sorted it out, not the amount that goes into coordinating that stuff. I think it's better to kind of pass forward or pass on this reality for people and show that through that reality you survive and you make it work and and life is good despite the struggles life is good despite the challenge so in summary I think not pretending I think being open and transparent with yourself and with other people about your struggles and your challenges is the best thing that you can do for your for your health for your mental health um, and just so that you feel like you've got you know that support around you So on that note, I wanted to leave you with a bit of a hack, I guess, or a tip. Um, And it's on the topic of guilt, or in my case, mum guilt. Um, It's something that, you know, you hear about a lot. I'm sure you hear it all the time, but it's not until you have a kid that you know what this creepy thing that happens constantly is, this, this guilt of either doing it right, doing it wrong, doing too much, doing too little. It doesn't matter what you do really. It's experiencing this constant feeling of guilt. Um, And I thought of a way that you can kind of cure yourself of some of this guilt or or manage it in the moment so that you can shake it off because a lot of the time it's really, really, you know, uncalled for. It's unnecessary. So I Googled the definition of guilt and what came up in Google was the fact of having committed an offence or a crime or the feeling of having committed wrong or failed in an obligation, right? So factoring in guilt when it comes to mum guilt or parent guilt, it's basically having this experience that you're doing something that you shouldn't do or that you're not doing something that you should be doing. One thing that really triggers my guilt is when I have to go up to the shops, let's say I, you know, I leave my daughter with my parents for an hour because it's much quicker for me to run in and do some groceries than to be kind of, you know, battling it out with a two-year-old in the supermarket, depending on her mood. So sometimes, very often I'll go with her and I'll just get a couple of things. But sometimes I think, no, I'm just going to be really, really organized, go get it done quickly and leave her behind for an hour. And where my guilt gets triggered is the moment I go to use those bloody COVID check-ins, it appears with my dependents. (laughs) And I don't tick her name because I've gone in without her. And then straight away I go, but she should be here. I should be with her. I'm her mother. And in my head, I start going on this stupid cycle of why am I here without my daughter? I'm responsible for her. And then my mum guilt clicks in. So one thing that I think can help is actually saying it out loud or writing it down or just expressing the guilt verbally or, you know, out loud, get it out of you. Because I think when you, when you hear it or when you read it, when you see it in front of you, what it is that you're feeling guilty about and you think about the definition of guilt, you quickly realize that what you're thinking is a little bit ridiculous, <laughs> not to be disrespectful, but it is a little bit ridiculous to feel like you've wronged someone by, in my case, going to the supermarket for an hour so that I can get stuff done quicker so that I can be spending more quality time with her you know, or even if it's about going to have coffee with a friend and you feel guilty because you shouldn't, or you feel that you shouldn't be without your child, you feel that you shouldn't leave them behind. Once again, if you write it down or you say it out loud, who are you doing wrong by? You are taking some time for your mental health. You are fostering your relationships. Your That friend can be supporting you through your parenting journey, through your personal journey, and your child is getting to spend time with somebody else. When you say it out loud, you realize how ridiculous that 
notion is of guilt, the wrongdoing that you feel. And I think that can start to help shake off the guilt, even if it's in the moment. Write it down, take out your phone, make a note. I feel guilty because read it out loud to yourself and you'll see that it's not needed. So we're at the end of the episode and I just want to remind you to trust your gut and be kind to your pooch. Hope you have a good week and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.